LFG. We are finally back. It's the eighth season now of Mountain Mama's Famous Fantasy Football League. And as always, I'm your commission and host of our league podcast, Tyler Wood. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at underscore MMFFFL. And that's in all caps. Turn those notifications on so you can stay up to date with all things going on around our league. Hey, the weirdest of off seasons is finally in the rear view, and we're just hours away from a full day of NFL football, thank God. This will be kind of a longer podcast than most because we will uh, review the offseason before we get into those week one previews. So we'll go ahead and jump into it. Just like every year, we have a rule proposal period, and then we vote on each rule change as a league. Our biggest change in the first one of the offseason was a platform switch. That's right. We are ditching ESPN. We're heading over to Sleeper, which if you guys haven't checked it out yet, you need to. And with Sleeper came a surprise on Thursday night. Decimal scoring, which we were not planning for. Braden has been vying for it for a couple years. So we're going to stick with it. So congratulations, Braden. The second rule change had a slight discrepancy as we voted to remove both flex positions and add one super flex, but later was changed due to a vote to remove one flex and add a super flex. So we will be playing with one flex, one super flex. Rule change number three was unanimous, 10 to nothing, to extend the regular season a week and push the playoffs to weeks 15 and 16 in order to stay away from the NFL bye weeks, which are kind of wacky this year and got pushed back due to the COVID scheduling. The fourth rule change was to switch to fab waivers instead of just a free-for-all 24-7. Our waivers will run at 8 a.m. every day. And then on game days, when they run, they're wide open for COVID reasons. So you can add and drop guys if they get you know, put on the COVID list late. And the final change was about our keeper and eliminating the forever keeper. Which, So whatever round you draft your keeper in the year prior, you lose that draft pick. If you keep the same guy, it increases a round per year. And there's also a six-round max. So if you drafted your keeper in the 10th round last year, you only lose a six this year. Uh, Moving on to the second annual draft Olympics, which Braden loves. It was a mess, an absolute mess. But we finally got it finished. The MLB regular season phase, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, March Madness, the Masters, and the Kentucky Derby all had to be canceled. The Belmont Stakes and the PGA Championship had to be pushed back a couple months. And we also had to add some different things with the NFL Draft. We had a day one, a day two, and a day three all in our 10 stages of the NFL Draft. But hey, we managed to get 10 stages in. And despite only winning one stage, 10%, Dylan came away with the number one pick. So he was consistent throughout, scoring 66 points, winning by five over Luke, who came in as the favorite to win the number one pick. And finally, wrapping up the offseason, draft day was upon us. Hurricane Laura, I mean, just to add to the offseason, Hurricane Laura tried to cancel our fourth annual draft day golf championship, and even with an absolutely drenched course, and, and it was bad. We, we did get a rainstorm in the middle of it there, Dylan. Didn't call for that. No, I'm just playing. But we managed to play a foursome at Stonewall Resort and get 18 holes in here in Weston. Then on to the main event of the evening, which we got to give a big shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings in Bridgeport, West Virginia, 
for hosting our second annual live draft. And trust me, it was hard to find a public place to let us in to do a do a draft without, you know, having heavy restrictions. So big time shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings. We managed to get through a night of wings beer and drafting with the boys. And I mean, it doesn't doesn't get much better than that. So that is the crazy off season. So let's go ahead and get the 2020 season started. Finally. The Thursday night game was a rematch from the playoffs last year, and finally it was a good Thursday night game and not one of those sleepers. The Chiefs defeated the Texans 34-20 to start their title defense. And there was plenty of action around our league as well, as seven of the ten teams had at least one guy playing. And then opening up our 2020 season and our primetime slate, will be number two Christian traveling to Turnertown, West Virginia to face number three Tyler in just their second all-time meeting with Christian taking game one last season. We'll start with the road team. Christian enters his second season in the league and is looking to build off a four-game win streak to end 2019. He'll be led by this week's number one defense as the Buffalo Bills host Sam Darnold, Lev Bell, and the Adam Gase-led New York Jets. Under center for the blackout this weekend will be quarterbacks 14 and 15 with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a good matchup, versus Arizona. In the backfield are two top 10 running backs this week, and it is RB8 and RB10, Austin Eckler, and a good matchup against Cincinnati, and Kenyon Drake, who will face a good run D at San Francisco. Two of his three wideouts this week are ranked inside the top 10 with wide receiver 8, Allen Robinson, wide receiver 3, Chris Godwin, and then wide receiver 17, Calvin Ridley, who drew a tough matchup versus Seattle. At tight end, Travis Kelsey went for 6 catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown on Thursday to give Christian 14 points. The Martinsburg Blackout are given a 58% chance of winning and projected to score 136.26 points. Now for Tyler, coming off a playoff berth in 2019. Under center on Sunday for the Wolves is quarterback 12, Matthew Stafford, in a good matchup versus Chicago. His other signal caller, Deshaun Watson, uh, hit the field on Thursday night. He went 20 of 32 for 253 yards, one touchdown, and one pick, but he also added a rushing touchdown. The Wolves will be only one of a few teams deploying the three running back system this week, but all three running backs inside the top 15. We got RB9 James Conner on Monday night, RB15 Chris Carson in a good matchup at Atlanta, RB14 Nick Chubb in a good matchup at Baltimore. Lining up out wide is the number one wide receiver of the week, Michael Thomas. He does have a good, tough matchup though, but he will lead the two wide set beside of wide receiver 23 Terry McLaurin. At tight end is the 10th ranked tight end Jared Cook in a bad matchup. And then the 7th ranked defense as the Colts will face Gardner Minshew and the new look Jaguars. Tyler is projected to lose by 5 and score 131.26 points. All right, moving on to matchup number 2 of the weekend. We, we got the two winningest coaches in league history right behind our game of the week. I mean, we're starting off great. We got number one, Bryson, 
traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to face defending champ and two-time champ Braden as both called each other out and wanted to play in week one. So here we are, nut up or shut up time. This will be their 13th all-time meeting, 10th in the regular season play, with Braden holding a slight advantage 5-4. to four. We'll start with the visitors as Bryson is looking to build on three straight playoff berths and to hoist another John Denver trophy. Under center for the Warhounds is quarterback 7 Tom Brady and quarterback 21 Gardner Minshew. Behind them will be recently paid running back 2 Dalvin Cook and RB20 Raheem Mostert if they get that game in. They're having some air quality issues out on the West Coast. Clyde Edwards Elair made his debut Thursday night with 25 carries, 138 yards, and one touchdown performance scoring 19.8 points. Just two wideouts this week with wide receiver 7 DJ Moore and wide receiver 18 AJ Brown. He's got another play in this San Francisco-Arizona game that hopefully gets in. This time with the league's number one tight end this week, George Kittle. And we know from last year, Arizona is pitiful against tight ends. And then rounding out his starting lineup is the number two defense as the Eagles will face Dwayne Haskins in the new look football team. Bryson has been given a 72% chance of winning and is projected to score 140.24 points. And now the home team, who begins his title defense under center for the Tennessee Senators, is quarterback for Josh Allen and unranked Ryan Tannehill. But hey, he's a Titan, so we know Braden will roll him out there on Monday night. In the backfield is RB16, Melvin Gordon, in a bad matchup against Braden's Titans. And then RB12, Aaron Jones. Just two wideouts this Sunday as Tyree Kill already went for five catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown, scoring 13.1 points on Thursday night. And complementing him will be wide receiver 2, Devontae Adams, and wide receiver 14, Keenan Allen, in a good matchup. Tight end forward Darren Waller has a good matchup at Carolina. And finally, the eighth-ranked defense, the Ravens will face Baker, Nick Chubb, and OBJ at home. Braden is projected to lose by around two touchdowns and to score 126.47 points. Game number three on the docket will be number four Chris traveling cross-country to face Dave in their fourth all-time meeting with Dave leading that series 2-1. to one. We'll start with the last-ranked team, Chris, who's looking to build off his first playoff appearance and his first championship appearance last season. Under center will be quarterback 3 Dak Prescott and quarterback 18 Daniel Jones, as both will play in primetime spotlights this week. The league's number one running back, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, uh, Christian McCaffrey will make his 2020 debut on Sunday as the only back going for the Hellcats as David Johnson went for 11 carries, 77 yards, one touchdown, and also added three catches for 32 yards through the air, scoring 18.4 points on Thursday night. A studly wide receiver core this week will be deployed, led by wide receiver 4 Julio Jones, who draws a tough matchup, wide receiver 13 Cooper Cup, who recently made his bank, and wide receiver 12 T.Y. Hilton. Tyler Higby is ranked as the sixth best tight end this week in a good matchup with Dallas, and the Chiefs' defense rounds out the lineup as they scored six points on Thursday, coming away with an interception, four sacks, and 20 points given up. The Fallensby Hellcats have been given a 72% chance to win 
and score 137.92 points. On the other sideline, Dave is looking to get back into the Final Four after missing out a season ago. Under center, he'll be led by quarterback 8 Drew Brees in a tough matchup, and then also quarterback 11 Kyler Murray in a tough matchup again if that game is played. In the backfield is RB7 Derrick Henry and RB27 Jonathan Taylor, who's making his NFL debut for the Indianapolis Colts. He'll use a three-wide set this week, led by wide receiver 10 Robert Woods in a good primetime matchup tonight. Wide receiver 16 Amari Cooper in that same game. And wide receiver 31 Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Hayden Hurst was ranked just outside the top 10 at tight end this week at 11 in a tough matchup. And then the number four defense in the San Francisco 49ers rounds out the lineup. He'll be playing against his own quarterback, Kyler Murray, though, so that will be tough. Davis projected to lose by two touchdowns and score 123.99 points. And to start the bottom two matchups this week, the fourth game between Ryan, who's went 5-8 and eight for four straight seasons now. He's looking to buck that trend and get back to the postseason for the first time since 2015. He's on the road in Morgantown, West Virginia against newcomer Luke Putter, who becomes the 18th coach in league history when he made his debut on Thursday night. We'll go ahead and start with the road team, Ryan, as he suffered a bad draft night by not showing up and the rest of the league making his picks. So his entire lineup is bottom half this week, but only got a B-minus grade for week one from Fantasy Pros because this is a competitive league. Quarterback 10, Cam Newton, and quarterback 22, Joe Burrow, will line up under center. RB5, Saquon Barkley, is the captain of the squad in the backfield as he'll play alongside RB34, Chris Thompson. Lining up out wide is wide receiver 9, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver 25, Julian Edelman, and wide receiver 34, Deshaun Jackson. In a bad matchup, but hey, week 1, DJX is usually pretty good. TJ Hawkinson is ranked as the 15th tight end this week, but has a good matchup. And then the 9th ranked defense with the Broncos hosting the Titans on Monday night rounds out his starting lineup. Ryan is projected to lose by 12 and score just 116.8 points. For Luke, making his debut, he'll be led by this week's number one quarterback, Lamar Jackson, in a good matchup. And also quarterback 9, Carson Wentz, in a bad matchup, but a rivalry game. In the backfield is RB6 Josh Jacobs and RB28 Kareem Hunt, both with good matchups, and they'll also be complemented by RB11 Joe Mixon. Just one wide receiver this Sunday, and that's wide receiver 15 Odell Beckham Jr. in a good matchup, as his counterpart Will Fuller went for eight catches, 112 yards on Thursday, scoring 15.2 points. Zach Ertz comes in at the third-ranked tight end in a bad matchup this week. And then the Cowboys' defense rounds out the starting lineup at number 16 facing Sean McVay and the L.A. Rams. Luke has been given a 71% chance to win and score 128.74 points. And the bottom matchup of the week, Eric on the road at Dillon in their 11th all-time meeting with Dillon leading the regular season series 5-4. to four. Both are looking to rebound after being eliminated in the final week of the 2019 season, and Eric will also be looking for his first playoff berth since 2016. And we'll start with Eric, as he'll be led by quarterback 6 Matt Ryan in a tough matchup. His other signal caller, Patrick Mahomes, went 24 of 32 for 211 yards and three tutties on Thursday, scoring 20.44 points. 
the running back room. It's led by RB3 Ezekiel Elliott. And then RB23 Tariq Cohen, a good PPR back. By far, the worst wide receiver core this week will be played by Eric with wide receiver 44 Mike Evans. Yes, that was right. Wide receiver 44. Yeah, wide receiver 41 Emmanuel Sanders. And then wide receiver 24 DK Metcalf. The uncertainty around Evans is the reason why he's rated so low. But he was upgraded to questionable yesterday. And according to Ian Rappaport this morning, Evans is likely to play. But he will test his hamstring in pregame. Rap Sheet added that Evans may be on a pitch count, so there's no reason to believe he'll be close to 100%. Eric does have options, though, as he's got Michael Pittman Jr. on the bench and could readjust his flex spots and play Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, or J.K. Dobbins as well. To finish out, his lineup is tight end 8 Rob Gronkowski, making his NFL return. And then the third-ranked defense, my Pittsburgh Steelers, on Monday night against Danny Dimes and Saquon and the Giants. Eric is only projected to score 112.86 points and lose by a little over three touchdowns. Finally, for Dylan, he'll have quarterback two, Russell Wilson, in a good matchup and quarterback 20, Teddy Bridgewater, under center today. The backfield is led by RB4, Alvin Kamara, although he has a tough matchup. But here's some more injury news. As the other running back still in his lineup as of 8.30 a.m. this morning, Miles Sanders didn't even make the short trip from Philly to D.C. and has been ruled out with a hamstring injury. He was quietly listed as limited in practice this week, but it's a smart move for the team to make sure the young running back is good for the long haul. But as for Dylan, it's a pretty big hit to a small running back room as Darrell Williams already went on Thursday night. And David Montgomery, who's also questionable, is the only back on the roster. Unless he hits the waiver wire, David Montgomery could be the play. Moving on to the wide receivers, he'll use wide receiver 6, Adam Thielen, and wide receiver 11, Tyler Lockett, in a good matchup. He's also got wide receiver 22, Michael Gallup, of his Dallas Cowboys. And tight end is the number 2 ranked Tight end Mark Andrews in a good matchup. And then finally, the fifth-ranked defense in the New England Patriots facing Fitzmagic and the Dolphins. Dylan has been given an 83% chance of winning and scoring 134.56 points. That's going to do it for us here today. Sit back, relax, drink some cold brews or your beverage of choice, and hopefully the fantasy gods are on your side. Good luck this season to everyone. And for those listening outside of our league, send in your lineup questions, league questions to our DMs on Twitter. The handle is at underscore MMFFFL in all caps, and we'll put them on the pod. We want to have a questions side to the podcast this year. It's Football Sunday. You can't ask for more. Peace out.